Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it is the sweetest name. 
Happy Black History Month. In honor of Black History Month, we will be highlighting trailblazers from our past and present. This week, we spotlight Garrett Morgan, whose patented traffic light in 1922 was the first to offer a third caution signal, which we now know as the yellow light. Thank you, Mr. Morgan. We also want to make mention of our present day inventor and prominent scientist, Valerie L. Thomas. Mrs. Thomas invented the illusion transmitter for which she received a patent in 1980. This transmitter has been used for decades in the development of scientific digital media platforms, both past and present. We thank you, Mrs. Thomas. St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at SMBChurchNJ or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Have a blessed day. Give myself 
you in the precious, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have to keep, it's got to be recurring. We got to keep saying to ourselves, I have the victory in Jesus. He is the author, the finisher, sustainer of our faith. And we thank God for a perfect God, a glorious God, a redemptive God. Thank God for this morning, waking us up this morning and starting us on our way on this Lord's day. And this is the day the Lord have made and we will, hallelujah, rejoice and be glad in it. I want you to know we're praying for your family, your children, your grandchildren. We're praying, Lord God, that he would just surround you with his grace, mercy, and peace, protection. God is able and the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So we thank God from whom all blessings flow. And then we want you to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain. Do not allow the devil to bring doubt. Just hold on and hold out, trusting him, Jesus, and him alone. He's able and he's willing. Amen. And I'm thankful for the faithfulness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's God's Son and the Son of God. And there's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. And every knee shall bow. You bow now or you bow later. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of Almighty God. We want you to remain faithful in your giving. Give online. 
Send your gifts in, your tithes in the P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. And we want to uh, just say to everyone, happy uh, 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 Black History Month. We thank the Lord for uh, our ancestors and all that they did to add amen to the fiber of this nation. We praise God again from whom all blessings flow. And if you're down this morning, hold your head up. Amen. If you feel like throwing a towel in, throw the towel away. God has your back. God is an able God. He will do far exceedingly abundantly above all, hallelujah, that we ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. This morning, we're going to deal with a principle from the book of James. A very powerful, prolific principle, James chapter 1. And in James chapter 1, beginning at verse, hanging it with me, amen, verse 16, do not err, my beloved brethren. Now listen at James. The book of James is about practical faith in Jesus. Practical faith in Jesus. So when he says in the the first chapter, count it all joy, one, two, when, not if, when you fall into various trials, that the trying, fire testing of your faith is working out, patience, perseverance, but let God have his way in giving you the patience you need. Let, that perf- let her have her perfect hope that ye may be fully dressed, entire, and lacking nothing. Now, I I, I, want to say this because he says, do not err, my beloved brethren. And contextually, the context is our love for God while we're under trials. Our love for God, we're teaching principles here, not ABCs. This is not for the babe on pablin. We're getting some milk, some meat now. Don't err in your belief system. Don't err. In your behavior. Don't, don't err. Don't err when you come to difficulties. Don't err, my beloved brethren. And then and, and, and James goes on to say that every good gift and every perfect gift. Now let me stop, pause, and park. Because in the Greek, there are two different words for these two different gifts. The good gift is grace. God's grace is continuous. God's grace, hallelujah, uh, is complete. God sends his grace. Every good gift, the gracious gift of God, amen, that's God's grace. We are, amen, here by God's grace. Don't you ever think you deserve to be here. Don't you ever think you deserve God's blessings. Don't err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, grace, and then every perfect gift, his guidance that leads to glory. That is what James is saying, and, 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 and he explains this. He says this perfect gift, that God holds the key to your end. God holds the key to your finish line. God holds the key to your furnishings. 
<sighs> that he, he goes on to say, principle, every good gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights, an old Jewish expression dealing with Genesis 1, 16, 1, 14 through 16, where God put in place the celestials in heaven, sun, moon, and stars. Now, now notice what he's saying, that the father of lights with whom is no variableness. Now, be careful because the lights, the stars, the moon, and the sun, they take shifts. They have different intensities. They have different power of light. The sun is more powerful than the moon. And, and he says, these things vary in their effectiveness. But, but whom goes back to the Father? The Father is changeless. The Father of lights. Now watch this now. And he, he, he says, amen, there's no variables, neither shadow of turning. And that is that we have the truth and we become the first fruits of his creation. Now, people will look at that and say, well, what does that mean? Well, it means my love for God under trials. I want to stop, pause, and park. I try to be very transparent with you. And that is, this morning, we're dealing with the devil's devices that leads to a dead end. The devil's devices that leads to a dead end. Don't err. Don't be in error, my beloved brethren. Um, the interesting thing, when you get to the principles of God, the word of God, and you break down the context and, and of, of, of each scripture, you start to learn that there's a difference between nomination and narrative. Listen to pastor. Nomination is Hebrews 11. There's nothing negative in Hebrews 11. It is the hall of fame of faith. Everyone in Hebrews 11, God compliments for what they did. That's nomination. But when you go back to that narrative, you see a whole bunch of mistakes. Do I have a witness? And I'm glad that God does not hide the mistakes of his people. He lets them all come out so that he can get all the glory. Do I have a witness? One of Satan's strongest weapons against the save, amen, is to detour us and to attach our reasonings to our ruptures, uh, our feelings to our fractures. That, that is, child of God, when you begin to look at what Satan does in our lives is that, amen, he leads us, amen, to a detour of a dead end as we pursue it. And there's nothing more discouraging than to come to a dead end and it says no outlet. 
meaning we have traveled in vain. There's nothing beyond that point. And so one of the things that we're going to uh, hypothesize this morning is this principle that while we're under trials, the love we ought to have for God, a gracious love and a love of guidance that leads to his glory, that God is the one, the only one that can bring us through. God, 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 I'm preaching up in this place. God is the only one that can bring us out. God is the only one that can see us in a storm. That, that all man's initiatives are futile as we continuously look for fulfillment. And I want to deal with this in a very practical way that as we begin to keep in mind, do not err, my beloved brethren, every good gift, grace, every perfect gift, guidance and glory comes from God. God's got it all that, that when we begin to look at um, this matter of Satan's designs, his strategies, yeah, Paul says we're not ignorant of his devices, his silent, strategic strongholds that he taps into to keep us out of the will of God. While we are in denial, he is initiating detours. My God. All of us are hiding something. That's the nature of sin. sin the, the nature of sin is that we hide and then we deny. Amen. We, 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 we cannot confess because we're too busy trying to make excuses, amen, for why we do what we do when we do it. And, and it's here, child of God, that James, in this practical epistle of faith, begins to help us to see just how damaged we are. Just how damaged we are when there is a lack of confidence, a lack of uh, acceptance, self-acceptance. Uh, when there is hurt, mostly historical, we've been fractured, we've been wounded. We're wheel worshipers. We, we, we will work and wander to try to find ourselves. We'll come up with hobbies. We'll come up with Habits will come up, yeah, with human avenues to make us feel good about ourselves. Most of us don't love ourselves. We don't really, amen. Uh, we, we have been damaged. And we're so much in denial of the damage that Satan puts us on the detour to a dead end. He does it all the time. He does it in my life. He does it. In your life. And, and, and so one of the things that I want to home in on this morning, amen, is the fact that when we begin to look at um, this matter or differentiation of nomination and narrative, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the nomination is, and Paul says to the Corinthians, which was a carnal church, you guys are sanctified. 
You're saved. You're seated in heavenly places. But down on earth, you're full of hell. You're carnal. How can you have a nomination and then a narrative? Because of our sinful impulses. Amen. Which are both progressive. Amen. Sin, according to James, leads to a progression. When sin has been fulfilled, it leads to death. Sin, 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 sin. He's dealing with the sinfulness of our flesh. And let me stop Paulson Park and deal with the fact, hallelujah, that we, we have needs, and there are three areas I want to cover today by three notable, powerful, yielded, godly people of God what they struggled with. And I want to, as I, as I go through these three areas, I'm going to go from the nomination of Hebrews 11 to the narrative. And I'm going to start with Abraham. I love Abraham. Abraham, from Genesis 12 to 20, struggled with a restlessness. Now, when you and I are restless, there's no peace. God told him, he was faithful, God told him to get out of the earth of Chaldees and go towards Canaan. He was going not knowing where he was going. And, and, and then he got stuck in Haran. The fact that he got stuck, he was missing something in the purpose and plan of God. What he was missing was an inner peace. He got stuck in Haran 15 years. God pulled him out. He got stuck again in Egypt, chapter 13, because of a famine. That, I want you to hear this, there's a lack of peace when we're restless. We work, we wander, we try to come up with things to fill a void. We're in denial not only did he have a lack of peace, listen, he pursued something to answer his inner turmoil. He was in pursuance of something. Went down to Egypt, lied about Sarai's wife. He had a lack of patience, chapter 16, when Sarai suggested to go into her handmaid to have a son. God had already promised him a son. He was 86 years old. He waited till he was 100. God, listen, God allowed him to slip into a state of illogical waiting on God. And sometimes God will let us just sit there and wait. Lord, have mercy. Beyond our logic. He had a lack of peace. He was in pursuance. He had a lack of patience. And he was, listen, he was thirsty for the promises and protection of God. And God came out in the Abraham Covenant, chapter 15 and 17. He said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Hmm. Restlessness. When I get restless, I work. When I get restless, 
I'm trying to come up with things to do. When I, when I get restless, I'm trying to be in a certain place. There's no real inner peace. I'm in pursuance. There's no patience. There's no sense of promise and protection from God. Do not err, my beloved brother. Some of you are restless this morning. You've come up with Facebook. You've come up with, uh, yeah, 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 all kind of little things in your life. None of them are sinful. None of them are wrong. But they're there to fill a void. Could be a hobby. Hmm. They're there to fill a void. David was restless when he was on that balcony. He should have been on a battlefield. He was walking the balcony. He saw Bathsheba, another man's wife, Uriah's wife, took her to himself. And, and the prophet said, you could have had any woman in the kingdom you wanted. Why mess with her? Restlessness. And we become restless when... Our lives are not answering the call to my lack of acceptance, self-acceptance. <sighs> to my lack of love, self-love. We've been shattered. Hmm. We're going through something we don't even understand. And we're in denial on the outside. Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not. I have to admit transparently. There are times in my life I'm restless. And when I get restless, I get scared because I don't want to go back to those thrilling, sinful days of yesteryear. Why do you get restless? Because do not err, my beloved brethren, every good gift. I know I got grace. I know I got guidance. But it doesn't seem to be hitting home. I'm in denial. I've been deceived in my reasoning by Satan whose devices will always lead me to detours of a dead end. And, and, and listen, you need not think I'm just making this up. He did it with Jesus. He waited uh, in the temptation of Jesus, Matthew chapter 4. He waited that Jesus was hungry after 40 days of no food. Satan comes along. He waited strategically till he was hungry. And then he said, since you are the son of God, hmm, command that these stones be turned bread. Act independently of God. And when we're restless, we act independently of God. We got all kind of stuff going on that we put religion on top of it. Amen. But God wants all that cleared away. God wants you and I to know, like Abraham, not the nomination in Hebrews 11, but the narrative in Genesis, Abraham was messed up. Restless. Restless. Restless in his peace, his pursuance. Restless. In his patience, restless in his sense of promotion and protection from God, restless. We get restless in our marriages, in our ministries, we get restless. 
We got to do something. We got to try something new. We got to, we got to pick up something. We got to, we, we, we can't just stay this way. I, I, I will not confess my strongholds because I'm really broken and bruised and battered on the inside. I don't love myself. I don't accept myself. I'm in rejection, abandonment, and I'm restless. I got to try something to make me feel better about myself. I got to go back to school and get this degree. I got to, I got to pursue this. I got to try this. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's restlessness. God wants us to rest in him. Let go and let God. Hmm. Abraham. suffered from restlessness. Sometimes I suffer from restlessness when I feel like I'm not where I want to where I want to be spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, physically when I'm not fulfilled. When something seems to be missing. Lord have when I don't have that over-encompassing peace that passes all understanding and I'm restless, listen, I start pursuing other things that Satan knows will lead to a dead end. My God. Oh. Restlessness. During this pandemic, we we we're getting restless. During this time of social unrest, we get restless. Where's all this going? Why why is all this happening? Where am I at all of this? We we, we got to wear masks everywhere. We have to be spaced everywhere. We got to be careful every time we go out. Why you know why 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 it's 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 a restlessness. And when you and I get restless, the worst thing we can do when there's no peace is start pursuing other things. Having a lack of patience, having a lack of protection and promise in our lives. It's all the strongholds that Satan is acting upon. So how do you feel about yourself? Where are you? Truthfully. Me, myself, and I are talking. Where are you? You gave this great testimony in church, but that's not where you are. You read your Bible and pray, but that's not doing anything for where you really are. Something's missing. You're restless. The second principle is in the life of Moses, not the nomination of Hebrews 11, but the narrative of Exodus. Exodus 3, we see, uh, take off your shoes when he saw the bush burning, not being consumed. You're standing on holy ground. God gave him the rod. God told Aaron to go with him. Go to Pharaoh, tell him, let my people go. Moses was not suffering 
From restlessness, he was suffering from relevance. The second area of relevance. What do I need to feel good about myself? Pride, power, privileges. I need others to see me up here, not here. I need others to be impressed with me. I need others to compliment me. I need others to push me up. I need to be respected. I need to be adored. I need, I need, I need power, privilege, and praise. It's called relevance. I need to be relative. I need to have a relevance about myself. And what we do for relevance is interesting. We lie, because we, we live in a lie. What we do for relevance is we keep playing the same old, dusty, scratched-up record where we give others the impression that we have something they don't have. Relevance. Relevance. I need to be relevant. I need relevance in my life. I need people to look to me and just, oh, he's awesome. Oh, he's this. We, there's a need in our sinful flesh for recognition and relevance. Now, I'm pausing purposely because restlessness and then relevance is an indicator that God is in the way in the camp. See, when God told Moses to take off his shoes, Moses was great in heaven. Josephus, the Jewish historian, wrote a book about Moses and said Moses was so great that when Moses walked down the streets of Egypt, women would leave their husbands to get a glimpse of him. Moses, Moses, Moses. He was trained in all of the schools and all of the studies of the Egyptians, the mathematics, the embalming secrets. Moses was great, but when he met God, God said, take your shoes off. You might be something down there, you're nothing up here. And in Moses, there was a need for relevance. There are people in church. They have to be the ones that everybody looks up to with reference. They work for others' approvals. They work for other people's compliments. They lie so others will compliment them. My God. You never hear these people confess sin. You never hear these people uh, talk about how bankrupt they are. They can't do it. Pride, power, privilege would not allow them. So in Exodus 17, don't turn, I riff at them. When, when, they, when Israel became thirsty and God told Moses, listen to it, speak to the rock and the rock will gush out water. 
They were murmuring. The nation of Israel was murmuring. Moses was upset. Moses, at that point, who was considered the humblest man in the Bible, at that point, Moses needed to be relevant. So in his anger, he took his rod and smit the rock twice. Bing, bing, and water came out. The rock was Christ. First Corinthians 10, who was only smitten once, never to be smitten again. So God banned him from the promised land. You will not go in. And sometimes for relevance, we're smiting the wrong thing. You're smiting your marriage, you're smiting your wife, you're smiting your husband, you're smiting your kids. You're smiting yourself. For relevance, we'll lie. For relevance, we'll put on fronts. For relevance. Listen to this. For relevance, we will criticize others. Watch people that always talk about other people. Watch people always pointing at other people. Watch people that are that, that, that's always critical of other people. They have a problem on the inside. They're crumbled on the inside. But for the grace of God, there goes I. You can't see yourself until your relevance has been destroyed. I'm nothing. I'm no good. I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's not relevance. That's righteousness. We were teaching on the Beatitudes, similitudes, and in the Beatitudes, it seems like everything Jesus was preaching was contrary to the norm. Blessed, happy are the poor in spirit. When you, in spirit, when I look inside my spirit and see poverty, he said, I'm blessed. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You want to be right. Blessed are the meek, power and the control. Blessed, 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 blessed. Those beatitudes were kingdom principles. Hallelujah. And then the similitudes come along. These are illustrations of salt, light, and, 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 and truth. And, and, and God said, you are the salt preserver, enhancer, of life. Your life ought to enhance and preserve others. Uh, you're the light of the world. You don't put a light on the bush. You put it on a mantle. You put it on a hill so everybody can see it. Thank you, Jesus. Moses needed relevance. And in my life, when I'm low and despondent and desperate, there's no deposit of strength or grace that I can feel. I reach out to be relevant. I need relevance. I need people to compliment I need to be the head of my class. I need 
to be the most intelligent. I need to be the most brilliant. I need to be the most godly. I, I have a need because of my brokenness for relevance. Do not err, my beloved brethren. The good gift, grace, and the perfect gift comes from God who is changeless. I don't know how you do with restlessness. When we get restless in our marriage, we we are constantly looking for other things to fill voids. And 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 some of them are not sinful. Some of them are just uh, not dealing with the poverty that we have on the inside. Well, I guess I just got to live this way. I guess I just uh, can't look forward to this. I guess I just, all of that, that restlessness and then that, Listen, listen and, and, and amen, like Moses, we have an inner need for relevance. You want your name called. You want the most people in your class. All those are little idiosyncrasies of bankruptcy. You need attention. You need reputation. You need people not to see your true fractures. Your hurts, your hindrances. We hide and Satan just comes in. Paul says we're not ignorant with his devices to bring us to a dead end detour within ourselves. My God. That's why people get married so many times. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm human. I'm human. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sinful. I'm saved, but I'm sinful. I understand. Okay, the first one didn't work, so I, I had to do this. But you on the fourth or fifth one. There, there ought to be some kind of light flashing, some kind of indicator, uh, some kind of horn being blown that it's not the other person. It's you. When are you going to look in the mirror and say, mirror, mirror on the wall, I'm broken. I'm battered. I'm bruised. I'm bitter. I have not recovered. And I'm blaming others for my lack of happiness. I'm holding others hostage because of my restlessness. Because Hmm. As Moses, God dealt heavily with Moses because all of a sudden he had this need within himself that caused him to sin against God. For relevance. For relevance. Talk to me in church. Talk to me on the streets. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I should be in hell this morning. But the Lord Jesus had mercy on my soul. Snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. 
put me on a street called straight. Put his Holy Spirit in me. Changing, challenging, channeling his power into my life. As we close the third character, and the third characteristic is Peter. Not restlessness. Ah, Lord have mercy. Peter didn't suffer from, he was restless, but he didn't suffer from restlessness. And like Moses, he didn't suffer for a need. Amen. Uh, where he needed power, privilege. Peter suffered from reliance. The reason I'm bringing these three areas up is because these are the three areas that Satan gets us all. When you don't feel good about yourself, he sends a restlessness. When you feel a need to be recognized, to be complimented, to be exalted, you need relevance. But here in Peter, and I'm, you know, we're closing on Peter with the reliance. Jesus. That's why Jesus said, who the man say that I am in Matthew 16? And Peter said, thou to Christ, son of them. He said, Peter, heaven, uh, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. That's not something you brought with you. My father gave it to you. Do I have a witness? Listen, listen. He, he said in Luke twenty two thirty one. he says, Simon, Simon, weak one, weak one. Satan hath desired to sift you like wheat. What does that mean? Make you powerless, turn you into pow- powder, and preempt you. Satan wants to get rid of you. Satan is not omniscient, but he's a good guesser. He, he knows you are what I'm going to build the church on. You are my little stone from the rock, which is me. Upon this rock, me, Jesus, I will build my church and the gates the powers the authorities of hell shall not prevail against it and I'm going to give you some power Peter whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven Mm. told Peter Satan has desired to sift you but I have prayed for you. Now listen to the reliance that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, when you're controlled by the Holy Spirit, feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Hmm. Peter suffered from the fatigue of a faithless life In his three denials, when he denied Christ three times, he went out and whipped bitterly. He wanted to die. So here comes Jesus, the good and gracious God that we know. 
He allows Peter to go back fishing, John 21. He allows him to take seven of the disciples with him. They can't catch anything. And he says, children, they come to the shore. He has fish, amen, on the coals. And, and, and after the fellowship of food, Jesus begins to home in on his fracture. Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you agape me? Do you phileo me? I know I phileo you. Do you agape me? I know I phileo you. Do you phileo me? Yeah, I phileo you. Listen to me. Those three areas, when we don't rely on God, we're tail spinning. When we don't rely on God but on ourselves, when we don't rely on God's wisdom but on our own wisdom, when we won't won't rely on God's word but our own word, when we don't rely on God's worship but our own worship, you got to humble yourself, you got to deny yourself, you got to fall down and say to God, I bring nothing to the cross. I need thee every hour. Lord, I can't do anything without you. Lord, I'm restless. Lord, I'm struggling and I'm thirsting and hungering. (sighs) Lord God, for this matter of relevance, and I don't rely on you when I'm going through, I come up with another plan. Plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. I don't rely on you, Lord. So from these three principles, James says, don't err, my beloved brethren. Our love for God under trials, every good gift, grace, every perfect gift, guidance to the end of his glory. God has got it. All, but we have to pull back our need for restlessness, which will make us wonder. And I know some of you looking at me funny. If I get restless enough, I don't know what road I'll end up on. I'm kept. We are kept by the power of God until salvation. Every time, Sister Honor, I get restless, God steps in. Every time I'm in pursuit of something, every time I have a lack of peace, every time I have a lack of patience, every time I wonder about his promises and his protection, God steps in. I am your shield. And your exceedingly great reward. Every time I have a need for relevance, life for the party, every time I need, I have a need of relevance, I need my name called, I need everybody to look up to me, I need everybody to turn to me. Every time I have that need, I'm empty, I'm broken, I'm battered, I'm bruised. Every time there's a lack of reliance, I suffer the detour of the dead end of Satan's designs and Satan's, listen, we are not ignorant of his devices. 
these three areas is why we are messed up. Let go and let God. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't be an error. When you're going through trials, God loves you more than you will ever know. Don't be an error. Let go of yourself. Let go of your feelings. Let go of your sense of fulfillment. And let God be God. And God will bring you to a dead end in order for you to let go. If you're not saved, ask Jesus to come into your life and save you. Die for your sins, was buried and rose again. He's God's son, son of God. And all you got to do is call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Lord, save me. I believe you died for my sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Enjoy this Lord's Day, but keep your mind on those three areas in your life. You're restless because you're broken. You have a need. Lord, have mercy. You, you have a need for relevance because you're bruised. You don't rely on God because you're battered. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Jesus loves you. We do too. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewsfbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.
said it's just like fun. 